Hey guys, this is D. Williams again with This Comics Life, and on this exciting episode, episode 41, I'm going to be bringing you another great open mic set from yours truly. It's going to be great. It's going to be a solo show. It's going to be a bunch of different things, talking about Valentine's Day, talking about my girlfriend, talking about, oh, just stories aplenty. It's going to be great, and it's all going to be starring me. Yeah. All right, guys, I haven't done a solo episode in a while, and don't worry, I'm going to be doing more interviews and more things and so much more. You're going to have to just listen to find out everything. All right, guys, so without further ado, let's do this episode 41 right. Let's check this out. doesn't love some Ario Speedwagon, especially around Valentine's Day. Yep, they are the quintessential love-making band. And uh, who is it making love today? Mm, mm, mm. Hopefully everybody. But uh, yeah, I thank you once again for everybody tuning in to this Comics Live with me, your host, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Stupid Starstruck Lover, a.k.a. Closeted Sappy Romantic. Oh, man, this is the loviest day of the year. Valentine's Day, everybody. It's the day that we get to tell all of our loved ones that, hey, guess what? I love you. And uh, here's a big reason why, or here's a gift that just shows how much I love them. And uh, if you guys have not given a gift uh, to your loved one, give the gift of a free podcast and tell them, hey, by the way, I know that you're awesome and that you have a great rack or a giant dick, but uh, you need to listen to this podcast because I love you that much. And when I say this podcast, I mean this comic's life. Tell your loved one about this show. It's going to be great. And I'm telling you once again, guys, if you don't have many friends or if you just don't like talking to people, you don't even have to tell anybody because rating and reviewing the show helps 
me way more than spreading the word. Rating and reviewing the show on like iTunes or any podcasting site hell is like telling 10 people all at once. You know, you're not having to go out and, you know, actually become agoraphobic and stay in the house and just listen to this show and also rate and review it because it'll be, you know, telling the world rather than just telling one person at a time. And that's what we need to do in this uh, day and age with the internet and with uh, Trump. We just need to spread that news faster than him because, yeah. And what do you think he's doing today? Do you think he's, like, giving Melania something, like, special? Because what do you give, A, the first lady now, and B, the first prostitute? Well, she's a great woman. She's got a tremendous heart, a great outer beauty, but a great inner beauty. She's been on the cover of Vogue. She was a very, very successful model. She did really well before she met me. (laughs) I don't know if she was actually maybe the first prostitute, but she was probably one of them that turned into later, like, the concubine, and then later the mistress, and then finally the wife, right? I would assume so. That's how it works, and the the scale of uh, getting to know Trump is that you go from, you know, uh, escort to prostitute to uh, high-class prostitute, and then you go into mistress, and then finally the wife. (laughs) She's got a tremendous warmth and a tremendous heart, and I think when it comes to women's health issues and other things, I think she's going to be a standout. She will be, if I... I will say I had somebody wrote on a tweet at real Donald Trump, of course, but they said, I don't care if you're president, but she's got to be the first lady. Oh, man. Trump, Melania, I hope you're having a great, lovely day, and I hope that you're spending it with the two of you, just the the two of you and maybe 40 other uh, press junket, uh, you know, TMZ and whoever else. I I hope that it's at least just the two of you plus 40 press affiliates, (laughs) you know, just the just a small group. Just a private, intimate group. All right, enough about Trump. I'm getting into love. I'm getting into the spirit of love, the spirit of the day where you need to tell only the loved ones that you love them. You know, stop telling the people that you hate, hey, by the way, I hate you still. Uh, I want you to die. I want you to uh, never, you know, spend another Valentine's Day with your loved one. But rather, just telling the loved ones, hey, by the way, I still love you. And have I said love enough? Have I hit the quota? Probably. All right, so I'll stop using love, and I'll say amore, or uh, I don't know, <laughs> hanky-panky, uh, whoopee, uh, any of the other TV sayings. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, man, this has been a great few weeks. I've got a lot of new material. Uh, I actually am going to just show you guys uh, down the road, actually, a story. Speaking of my girlfriend, and speaking of uh, just a, a, a interesting story that kind of really happened, And it didn't, in a way, I mean, it's embellished, but it is definitely uh, a very uh, interesting story. And uh, I got a few laughs, so hopefully it'll it'll work with you guys. But uh, yeah, man, recently, speaking of Valentine's Day and the girlfriend, I gave her a little Sunday outing because, you know, Valentine's Day falls on a Tuesday. So, of course, I decided, well, let's spend it on Sunday so I can, you know, do the whole day right. And it was great. And we ended up going to a brunch, having some mimosas, and, you know, I wasn't, like, considered the gay best friend. I was actually considered the boyfriend in this restaurant. Yep. They didn't say, like, oh, how's your sassy gay friend doing? Is he handling himself? Are you taking him out to brunch because he was going to kill himself earlier, and that's why you're here today? No, it's like, no, I'm the boyfriend here, guys. In this scenario, she's actually having sex with me for reals. 
<laughs> and yeah, anyway, so uh, the waitress was cool. The brunch was tight. Mimosas were cool. They were flowing. And uh, afterwards, we ended up going to see the 60th anniversary of An Affair to Remember. This Valentine's Day, TCM Big Screen Classics is bringing back one of Hollywood's greatest romances. Join Cary Grant and Deborah Carr for An Affair to Remember with a special introduction from TCM host Ben Mankiewicz. To be seen together could be disastrous for us both. We'd be fools to let happiness pass us by. February 12th and 15th only in select cinemas nationwide. Yep, I know. It's so sappy. Here's the thing, guys. She's watched it before. She loves this movie. And I've never seen this movie. Obviously, I know about it. Obviously, I'm aware what's the premise, what's, what's you know going down. But I didn't know what a hacky piece of shit this movie was. And I'm sorry to say, girlfriend, I'm sure you're not listening, so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you already got an earful of it after the movie theater anyway, so I'm sure you're already hearing this. But, <laughs> man, have you guys seen this movie? Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But, man, this movie sucked ass. And I don't know why, ladies. You love this movie. In the modern day and age, women should hate this movie. Women like feminist women, any type of woman should be like, why are women acting like this? Why are people being portrayed in movies like this? And this barely fits the Bechtel test, you know, where the the test where like, you know, women have to not talk about men in some regard in a movie or if they talk about anything else besides men or getting hooked up with men like they got to be two dimensional to pass the Bechdel test. But that's what I'm saying. This barely passes. And you should be ashamed of yourselves, lady, for loving this movie. Ladies, watch this movie again after I tell you how much of a, a piece of shit it is. And then come back to me and go, oh, yeah, you're still, you, you're a hater. You, you hate this movie, and I don't know why, Daryl, but you shouldn't. It's still good. Like, I want women to defend this movie right now. So here it is, guys. I'm telling you, this movie is Right off the bat, a piece of shit. Okay, here's the thing. Women, how do you love a movie that involves affairs? First of all, I thought you were supposed to hate affairs. I hope, I thought you were supposed to be the one that hates like getting cheated on, being the cheater, you know, having your best friend getting cheated on. So you got to tell everybody else like, oh, I'm just, uh, you know, concerned friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the thing. The get go is already like this dupe, Cary Grant and Deborah Carr meet on a fucking boat. Oh, you know, this couldn't be nicer. Oh, you saved my life. I was bored to death. I hadn't seen one attractive woman on the ship since we left. Now, isn't that terrible? I was alarmed. I said to myself, don't beautiful women travel anymore? And then I saw you. And I was saved. I hope. Tell me, have you been getting results with a line like that? Or would I be surprised? If you were surprised, I'd be surprised. Well, that sounds like a nasty crack. Well, I could make a few, too, if I oh, wanted sure to. Oh, I know I can. That's what I said. All right, I think I will. And they're automatically like, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit about my uh, fiance or I don't give a shit about like the other person that I was about to marry on the as soon as I get off this boat. No, it's cool. Like we're just meeting in love. We're just hanging out. We're just two days after like meeting each other. We're automatically like, yep, the other person in my life that I'm f sailing to fuck them. <laughs> so right off the bat, how do women are automatically like, oh, yeah, I buy that. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Who 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 doesn't love, uh, you know, Two people having an affair. <laughs> this is this should be called affairs to remember because there's plural two affairs two affairs going on at the same time. So here's the thing. So Cary Grant, who sounds like a fucking like he sounds like 
a robot mixed with like somebody who's like had five highballs all at the same time. Like a drunk robot. He sounds like, how you doing, everybody? I'm Gary Grant, and I love talking like this. And hey, Deborah Carr, I'm going to hit you up and just make out with you for a little bit, and then you're going to find me irresistible. Hey, I'm Gary Grant. <laughs> and he talks like that the whole movie. And you're thinking like, oh, maybe he's just doing this to kind of like impress her at the beginning. Like the first scene, they're kind of having like a little banter. No, it's the whole movie. He's totally going like, hey, do you want to meet my grandmother? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she's totally like doing like, you know, like a Julie Andrews. But Julie Andrews was after this. So she went in forward in time, figured out what Julie Andrews was doing, and then said, oh, I'm going to do that 20 years in the past. <laughs> so, yeah. And they probably could have had Julie Andrews in this movie, but uh, Cary Grant was like, nah, she's too young. She's too young. I need somebody that's at least, you know, 17. <laughs> I'm not going to have, you know, a 12-year-old in my lead. Nope. She's got to be at least fuckable, you know, or almost fuckable. <laughs> okay so after the sexy soiree meeting on the boat they're totally like into each other and they're totally like oh yeah we've made out once so let's get married all of a sudden i've never seen you naked but i've kissed your lips so i decided to make you my wife how about them apples you like those yeah i'm Cary grant and i'm so tan i'm almost black in this movie but that don't matter because I like to beat women in real life. <laughs> I don't know if he really beats women. I'm sure he didn't. But anyway, in this movie, he's totally a playboy. He's totally like, you know, a, a, a struggling artist that is painting Monet paintings. And then she's like, just basically like, yeah, I don't like the billionaire that's going to be marrying me as soon as we get off this ship. I would rather have you do it. I'd rather be your wife, even though I've never slept with you, I've never hung out with you more than three days, and I don't know anything about you. But I've met your grandmother in Paris, and we had a song together, and she gave me a shawl, so I figured, why not? Man, that's the moral of this story. The moral of this story, guys, if you're going to ever you know, take something from this movie, is your grandmother makes the best wingman. You're it Just let the girl that you're into, meet your grandmother, have her just chuckle it up, maybe play the piano, you know, hang out. Oh, also have your grandmother have like a huge villa that has like, you know, a chapel on the side of it as well. You know, have them have just a huge, you know, luscious landscape that like overlooks, you know, the, the pier and everything. You know, have your grandmother be like a woman of means and then have her, you know, scoop in make the panties wet, and then go, here, my grandson will fuck you. Have at it, Nikki. <laughs> You've been crying. Mm-hmm. Beauty does that to me. Nikki, I... I want to thank you for the... the loveliest and the most memorable day I've ever known. You were very sweet to my little grandmother. I'm going to write to her. That'll be nice. Oh, man. And that's the thing. That's so awesome. Is this movie, Cary Grant's character's name is Nick, or they call him Nicky. And I swear, in high school, just to bring it back to me a little bit, we used to ridicule this kid named Nicky 
because of that reason. We were like, what is Nikki? Like, they don't call you Nick? What is that, a girl's name? <laughs> and we would ridicule this guy because his name was Nikki. But now it's like, oh, that kid was a cool kid. Like, that man, I wish my name was Nikki. God damn it. <laughs> I could have been some cool Cary Grant character. But but here's one redeeming quality of this movie is that it's shot really well. It has like some really cool cinematography. It has some really cool sets. Like you can clearly see that the like boat is a set. The boat, you know, a lot of the sets are like the stages are just like really coolly decorated, and it and it looks like a really cool movie. You know, that's the thing. Like I like watching movies back in that day. Just technically speaking, now like the dialogue, the plot, those are always like half dated. Like not really like in today's norms, but this movie could totally be remade and rebooted into like some sexy, like, you know, Oh, that's what I'm going to do. Tune in. Here's a teaser guy. I'm going to reboot this movie. I'm going to totally reboot this movie and it's going to be way better. Anyway, getting back to beating the shit out of the current movie. (laughs) Deborah Carr has a fucking three song, like, Inch break in this movie too there are two songs sung by kids like just a choir of kids and then there's one song sung totally by deborah carr and the grandmother i mean this that in itself is like wait a minute wait a minute we're gonna have three songs in this fucking movie oh my god okay so here's the one cool cinematography thing that i love is the first time when they finally kiss they're walking down these stairs on a boat And instead of being in frame and shooting the kiss itself, the director decides to just have them have the legs shown. And then you just know, like, oh, they must have definitely made out. But you didn't see it. And maybe the FCC is saying, hey, we can't, you know, we can't see Cary Grant make out with like a 17-year-old. No more tears. I told you, that's what beauty does to me. It's actually cool. It's actually a cool cinematic moment. And I'll take that moment to the, my new, you know, reboot, but that's it. We're not taking anything else. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here's the big perplexing thing that women, I don't understand how you don't uh, are in, aren't infuriated with this moment, but it's a movie, so I guess you guys just suspend disbelief for a little bit. But here's the thing that's so unrealistic. Both parties, once they find out that they've been cheated on and that they're not getting married and that they're getting actually broken up with, they don't like have any type of like, what the fuck? Or, huh? Or, what? No, they both are like, okay, that's fine. I'll just wait for you in case you don't end up marrying that other person that you were going to now go hook up with. Like, that's fine. I'll just wait. And don't worry about it. I'm actually not uh, upset at all about it. I'm just kind of really upset that you just don't want to be with me. So let me just sit here and wait. That's the thing. Who does that in real life? Who would just be like, what? I don't care that you just now met some fucking whoever on a boat. Yeah, just end, just end everything that we had for the last whatever amount of time and just go off and no worries. I'll just wait here. Who does that? Who fucking does that? Nobody. All right. Anyway, (laughs) so they end up saying like, oh, let's just hang out and just like wrap that shit up in six months and let's meet on the fucking uh, Empire State Building and we'll just like, you know, start our lives together. And then, of course, since it's a movie, we're going to say, bam, hit this bitch with a fucking bus. And instead of her meeting him, Cary Grant, 
she's just like all on a fucking bedridden thing because she's just paralyzed a little bit, but she's not actually like, you know, she didn't wreck her face or anything like that. Like nothing really like damaging, just her legs. <laughs> she can't walk anymore, but that's okay. As long as her face is still good and her mm-hmm, what's in between the legs is still good. Am I right, Cary Grant? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but that's the thing. She has so much pride that she doesn't want him to see her like this. So she decides, well, I'll just not say anything to him and ghost him. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking go away. There's no cell phones. There's no internet. So it's pretty easy to ghost people in this day and age. But she just decides like, oh, yeah, I'm just not going to like talk to him or ever or, or anything. And then they meet and then she fucking goes, oh, this is awkward. And then he goes, well, hey, bitch, I'm going to fucking tell you off once and for all. And then tells her, hey, by the way, I'm fucking I was waiting that whole time, bitch. I went and had like kids tell me like, who's that guy? And then I had a bunch of security guards hassle me all day. I mean, this was pre 9-11, so I'm sure like the security guards probably asked him for a smoke or something or asked him for like, you know, a hit off his like whiskey bottle or whatever. But I'm sure they at least went like, hey, what are you doing up here for 12 hours? Do you have a home? Oh, you don't? Well, let me have a hit off that whiskey bottle and then go home. <laughs> but anyway, that's the thing. So he basically guilts her and says like, yo, bitch, I fucking waited for you. And then she goes, oh, well, that's cool. But uh, hey, I'm here now. So uh, let's just like get back together. Is that yeah, yeah, and then it ends with them just hugging, and then basically that's it. What the fuck? Come on, guys. That does... Ugh. Hollywood, ladies, everybody who watches this movie, you should be infuriated with why these things happen and why we are all like, oh, that's such a great movie. Oh, Sleepless in Seattle said that it was so cool. So we're going to now think, think that it's so cool, too. And a fair to remember. Did you ever see it? Oh, God. Carrie Grant and Deborah Carr. She's going to meet him at the top of the Empire State Building. Only she got hit by a taxi. And he waited and waited. And it was raining, I think. And then she's too proud to tell him that she's uh, crippled. And he's too proud to find out why she doesn't come. But he comes to see her anyway. I forget why, but oh. Oh, it's so amazing when he comes to see her. Because... He doesn't even notice that she doesn't get up to say hello. And he's very bitter. And you'd think that he's just gonna walk out the door and never know why. She's just lying there, you know, like on the couch with this blanket over her shriveled little legs. Are you all right? She's fine. And suddenly he goes, I saw the painting. And he, he like goes to the bedroom and he looks and he comes out and he looks at her and he kind of just they know and then they hug and it's that's a chick's movie Nora Ephron is a hack and she was watching it with rose colored eyes rose colored glasses or whatever she's dead now but I mean rest in peace Nora Ephron I mean I love your movies but still stop watching shitty movies and then perpetuating that they're like awesome they're all right at best I mean it's Cary Grant Deborah Carr is definitely attractive but I'm talking about like the plot itself there I mean would this have worked in the 50s I don't even know if it would have worked in the 50s it's definitely not real it's definitely like it was made up back in the 50s and I think that's why it was made up is because the 50s all had this like hey we can't show the reality we got to show this leave it to beaver style life so when people cheat on one another we got to just go like oh yeah they're gonna totally be cool with it 
and they're going to actually not like, they're going to help them. Like they're going to go like, Oh, do you need anything? Do you need me to like move or help you like, you know, hook up with this person? Do you need me to like actually like help you like put his dick in you or something? Because I'll do that. I'm that cool of a guy that, uh, after you cheat on me, <laughs> at least in fifties, uh, cinema, but that's the thing. I had to watch this movie. And then as soon as I had all this, like, what the fuck? My girlfriend right at the bat was like, stop ruining this for me. Stop saying all this bullshit. She didn't want to hear any of this. And that's the thing. That's why I had to tell you on the podcast is because no, 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 you can't like a movie that has blaring things that make women look like fucking stupid women and making men look like stupid men and then love it because, oh, it was made back when my grandma was in diapers. Who cares? Like, we should be going back and going, no, no, no. This is not how you like women, and this is not how you treat others. <laughs> the whole movie should have been like, oh, we were about to cheat on one another, and then we realized that our others were waiting for us, and then we ended up leading a miserable life with the people that we didn't want to be with because we secretly wanted to hook up with someone else. That's how you really go through life. <laughs> Secretly wanting them, but never going through it. <laughs> uh, no, that, not really. Not really. Not really. But really. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Should I get into something else? Should I talk about something else? Let's get into the story of mine from the open mic itself, and then we'll come back and I'll tell you the reboot and maybe talk about the story itself too. All right, guys, let's do this. Recently, I was at a holiday Christmas party. It was a corporate thing for my girlfriend. You know, she's having a company holiday get-together. And we go there. It's a nice, you know, formal thing. But of course, since it's corporate, it's an open bar. So the booze was flow. So you guys might be thinking, like, well, what kind of drunk is a time traveler drunk? And if you want to look on the scale of drunkenness, it's tipsy buzzed, drunk, shit-faced, then time travel. So this guy was beyond shit-faced. Now, of course, like, we get there five minutes in, we're having a good time, I'm meeting some of her co-workers, and I'm just seeing this guy from a distance, and he's just eyeballing me. You know, like that drunk, shit-faced eyeball. Like, that's at first what I think I thought he was. It's just a shit-faced drunk. You know, he was just giving me that, like, trying to find my straw but still look at you like 
And you're like, okay, this guy's wasted. So, I'm like, minding my own business, we're getting food, mangling, blah, blah, blah. And suddenly, he comes up to me, just, you know, he's been staring at me for so long, and he just goes and, you know, pushes guys out of the way, doesn't even, like, you know, just a beeline. And then, I'm thinking, like, okay, this guy's going to kick my ass, or tell me to leave, or whatever. But what he does is, gets this close to me, instantly hugs me, and then whispers, Dude, bro, I know that you love Kid Rock, but don't fucking see him live. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So in my head, I wish I said this to him, like, Dude, bro, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Kid Rock is a delight. I've had Bawa to Ba in my head, rocking out, like, to plenty of, like, good times. I don't know what you're saying, but fucking leave Kid Rock alone. But since I'm an idiot and I don't see, like, I'm just in fear, what I do tell him is, is, okie dokie, buddy. Now, I've never said okie dokie, buddy to anybody in my life. And so, he leaves, and then I go back to like, whoa, that's weird. Okay, this guy, I just met a shit-faced drunk. And then my girlfriend's like, dude, who cares? Like, stop blowing this for me. Like, just don't bother him. So, here's the thing. So, I'm thinking to myself, okay, what the hell is he talking about? Is he like, mistaken me for some other dude around the party or something? And I look around the party, and there's only one other dude that looks like me. Kind of remotely, like that guy, kind of. Maybe. You know, if I was shit-faced drunk, I'd be like, okay, that guy kind of looks like me. So I go up to the guy that kind of looks up like me, and I go, hey, man, I think that guy over here, and he's like, oh, yeah, Randy? Yeah, I think Randy thinks that I'm you, and that for some reason, you hate Kid Rock. And he's like, dude, I haven't talked about anything about Kid Rock with Randy. Like, this guy's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but Randy hasn't even mentioned Kid Rock to me. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on with this? So here's the thing. I'm thinking to myself, okay, this guy's not only shit-faced drunk, but he thinks that not only am I mistakenly for like some other person that he's talking to, but... I'm, he's mistaken me for somebody that he's talking to that's not even at this party. It's like, so what party is he thinking that he's at? And that's where I'm thinking, okay, he's time traveling. He's now so drunk that he's like, taking himself back in time to a time where he was at another party going in this long discussion about how much Kid Rock sucks. <laughs> so I'm going in and now telling other people like, man, this guy's fucking wasted. He's telling him about Kid Rock, blah, blah, blah. And then, right out of a, a movie, this one guy goes, oh, dude, his brother, his younger brother, died at a Kid Rock concert like eight years ago. He hasn't been since. And I'm like, oh, dude, this guy thinks that I'm his brother. And he's gone back in time and he wants to save me. Like, don't go to the Kid Rock concert, bro! 
It's fucking the doomsday for you. And I'm like, oh shit, now I feel bad for this guy. Like, man, like, he's just drinking his problems away, hoping that someday he can just meet his brother and like, oh, dude, bro, don't meet him. Like, don't even listen to his music. And so, like, now I'm like, oh man, I feel bad for him. I just go up to him and, like, put my arm around him and go, dude. Kid Rock fucking sucks, bro. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, I met a new friend, and we're, uh, yeah, now going to uh, something else completely different than Kid Rock. All right, guys, have a good one, and uh, give it up yourself. Alright guys, wasn't that a great open mic set? Yeah. Uh, telling stories. Uh, uh, big punchlines at the end. Don't really got that much jokes in between. Yeah, I don't know why I'm singing so much. <laughs> Alright guys, yes, yeah. I, it, let me get into the story a little bit. Uh, yeah, the story was a little real and a little fabricated. Obviously, uh, this guy did exist, uh, Randy. <laughs> and uh, we, I... I to be honest, it actually really happened to me with an ex-girlfriend that's now an ex-girlfriend. Uh, but at the time, she was my girlfriend. It's not my current girlfriend. So, uh, yeah, um, it is a little fabricated in the, uh, you know, when I <laughs> when the story happened. But it did happen. I did meet this dude that totally came up to me and was eyeballing me from the start and was totally like, I thought, yeah, he was going to like want to like beat my ass or fuck my ass. And like he was definitely just, you know, took a beeline straight towards me and yeah i thought like he was about to punch me or something was gonna go down and then he like yeah gets close to me and like hugs me and then whispers in my ear you know don't fucking like i know you're talking a lot of shit about kid rocks man i know you fucking love him i know you love his jock but like you know don't go see him live and then he just yeah like walks away and then i'm like what the fuck was that about and then of course my girlfriend is definitely like what the hell was that about And i'm like i don't know <laughs> I thought this dude was just drunk and he thought, you know, he mistook me for somebody else. But that's the thing. Like, I look around and not really anybody looks like me. <laughs> so, like, I kind of go up to the, yeah, the guy that looks a little like me in the sense of he has facial hair and has a shaved head. <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, was this guy talking to you about Kid Rock? And then he was like, I don't know, but, like, I fucking love Kid Rock. And then, yeah, he was wanting to talk to me about Kid Rock. And we kind of got into a little bit of a Kid Rock thing. <laughs> which is you know like true like i don't know what he was talking about like you know fucking kid rock i love that guy where's that guy you know <laughs> you know that that song with cheryl crow like that was a good ditty and you know who doesn't love ball with the ball like at the river you know when holding a course light or whatever you know who wouldn't want that <laughs> but anyway yeah that's the thing so this guy come like i just like kind of you know obviously started thinking about it after the fact and going like what if he did think like you know i was like his brother from like back in time and he was just coming back to like he was so surprised that he saw me and that's why he was like staring at me so much and that he was just like oh i gotta tell my brother because he died in a fucking horrible kid rock concert accident that uh you know 
I can't have him go. He must, I must, you know, prevent this event in history. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, I don't know if it's a funny premise or not. The time traveler drunk. I mean, I've talked to those people that are usually two types of time traveler drunk. You know, either they're the people that like, you know, my my cousin Kenny, that's like, you know, always like, uh, you know that guy that's always like nostalgic about like talking about you know things that happened in the past then there's always that time traveler that i thought that could exist that actually got so drunk that he thought he traveled back in time from his drinking like i am so pissed drunk that i somehow went back in time and now that i am back in time and I got to fix it. I got to do something about it. You know, oh, there's my brother. I don't know why it's my brother, but there's a guy that looks enough like my brother. And since I'm drunk, I'm going to go tell him that he needs to not go to that concert because he dies at that concert. Maybe he gets in a fight with Joe C. Maybe he starts a fight with Kid Rock. You know, he pulls out like a, you know, Jack Daniels bottle and like breaks it and goes, hey, man, you want to fight? I'll fucking cut this midget. And then Kid Rock goes like, hey, by the way, he's not a midget, first of all. And secondly, don't cut him. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously he gets into it. And, and to prevent that, he goes up to his brother and says, hey, dude, I know you love Kid Rock and all, but don't go fucking see him live. You get in a fight with him and you fucking... And that's the thing that really happened. Like, this dude actually came up to me in real life and just said, like, I know what you're saying. I know you love Kid Rock, but don't fucking go see him live. And that's all he said to me. I'm sure he was just shit-faced drunk, but who's to know? Like, I here's the fabricated part, is I create this story of, like, why would a dude say that to me? And then here's the explanation. <laughs> Hopefully it's a funny explanation. I don't know. I need to... I, I think it does help. Uh, you know, it... it, it it needs a few more beats maybe, but it, it needs to be retold a few more times. I mean, I think that's what, you know, storytelling is, is trying to find beats, find moments where you can still get laughters. And then at the end, of course, you got to have like just this huge payoff, which I think the payoff works. It, it kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> please guys, if you uh, have any uh, time traveler stories, if you think that there, there was somebody so drunk that you met that you know, just said something so peculiar where you're like, was this guy a time traveler? Please tell me and write me and I'll share the story. Maybe, you know, put some music to it. Who knows? You know, you can, you know, be in the uh, creation of an upcoming podcast if you uh, so choose. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into that reboot. Oh, dude, I was teasing it and now I've had some ideas and I've thought to myself, fucking hell yeah, why don't we have a fucking reboot of An Affair to Remember? And what we need to call it is, is An Affair to Regret. <laughs> fair to regret an affair to regret no affair to forget <laughs> no it needs to be called yes like something like you know i will get to the title later but i do like okay that i do like the girls and the guys names those can stay so we got terry and then we also have um nikki so terry and nikki and they can even be the same occupations like we can have like the girl and guy be like you know a singer as well as like you know a struggling painter so like or an artist you know some sort of how about in this version like he's a metal like sculptor or something like he makes like really cool like you know abstract art that look like is from like car parts and whatnot but it looks like you know crazy aliens and crazy like you know abstract just forms and whatnot but it's like oh i'm taking the metal from like the fucking 
industrial complex and I'm turning it into, you know, organic pieces of, you know, whatever. You know, oh, he makes some amoebas and stuff. He makes them like, you know, protozoas and things that are like, you know, just single-celled organisms. There you go. There's some meaning behind your bullshit art. Cars are like the single-celled organisms of our globalized world. Blah, blah, blah. So then, of course, she's a pop star, and she's singing some hits. You know, maybe we'll get, like, an Ariana Grande in this, or some sort of girl like Ariana. How about her? Or maybe, who knows, pull back, you know, pull uh, Jessica Simpson out of the woodwork. Uh, maybe she's whittling. You know, tell her to stop whittling and make this fucking movie. Uh, she would love it. You know, I'm sure she would love to make the remake of, you know, An Affair to Remember. She's already made the remake to Dukes of Hazard. Why not go to Affair to Remember? Just keep going back and back and back, and then eventually she could do, like, you know, a remake of The Great Train Robbery, where she plays the train. <laughs> anyway, but, okay, so we got Jessica Simpson, and then we also have, uh, who plays Cary Grant? Uh, well, right off the hit of La La Land, let's go with the goddess man, Gosling, man. God, he's hitting the scene hard, and he's, why not playing Cary Grant? Why not? And have him do the same accent. Have him do the same type of cadence of his voice where he's just like, Hey, Jessica Simpson, how you doing today? Love those cans. Hey. <laughs> and, you know, she's like holding like cans. <laughs> you know, have it be real hacky. <laughs> But of course, you know, okay, so, you know, we have an artist, uh, you know, how I, I kind of don't like Gosling now that I think about it. I'm thinking more of like a Zac Efron, you know, somebody that kind of has more of like, you know, somebody that can have a shirt off. Sorry, Gosling. Uh, you're a little too puny. I, I need somebody a little yoked, but not scary, like rape yoked, like, you know, uh, Mark Wahlberg. I'm talking like, you know, somebody that like could still like probably kick 60% of the women's ass, but you know, there's still 40% that are like, nah, I could take them. <laughs> and you know, Gosling is probably like 2080, but you know, Zac Efron's 4060, and then, you know, Mark Wahlberg's probably like, you know, 2% 98. You know, there's still always those 2%, like Cyborg or whatever. But I'm digressing. Anyway, so we have the two leads. We're on a boat. We're having a fun trip around like a cruise ship type of scenario. Starting off like the pop singers. Yeah, they're singing songs, kind of doing stuff. She's not there on like, you know, um, you know, full on getting hired. She's just there having fun. And then, of course, the like audience and the people on the boat, the civilians, they're having so much fun with her. And they're getting her to sing and kind of do karaoke stuff, you know, real off type stuff you know like since she's a pop star you know they have her do like a karaoke like soul song or some sort of like you know uh old dolly parton song and it's like whoa she has that kind of range and like yep yep so then of course you have fucking zach efron nikki he's there Maybe doing some paintings, you know, maybe kind of acting like Leo on Titanic, doing some chalk drawings, doing whatever, you know, still obviously crushing it with the ladies before he meets the pop star. You know, obviously doesn't meet her like right away. He totally like, you know, is holy like fucked like two or three other chicks, maybe a stewardess that's like, you know, the captain's like daughter, something like that. But then, of course, like on day two or three, he does meet, you know, fucking Jessica Simpson. Terry. <laughs> or maybe, you know, she needs something more exotic. She needs like like 
like Tulip or like Talia or something like that. You know, something that's totally not white, but she has the name of like some ethnic character anyway. So what we're doing here now is they meet and then suddenly, of course, like they kind of nag each other. They kind of think like, oh, they're not that cool, even though they're totally like, let's bone. Like their eyes say let's bone, but their like mouths and like chins and like, you know, areolas are saying like, no, not yet. Like, we kind of need to hold off just a little bit. And then, of course, like, they kind of banter. Maybe they have, like, a little date. Yeah, like, he totally crushes it. Like, makes some, like, you know, sexy, like, moves on the gambling table or something. And, like, totally, like, wins her some cash. Winner seven. But, of course, since he's a rock star and he's playing it slowly, he's going to pretend that he doesn't know her. That he doesn't, like, you know, he's like, oh, you're a pop star? What? You know, totally, like, oh, I did I'm, I don't I don't listen or, like, follow, like, Hollywood or any of that bullshit. And, of course, that's what makes her just, like, whole panties just get moister. Just, they're so moist. In fact, they, like, are so moist, they just dissolve. And suddenly she's just not wearing panties at all. She's just totally just standing there going, where'd my panties go? Oh, they were so moist that they just dissolved. <laughs> they just disintegrated. <laughs> that's how, that's... What I'm looking in life for is I want to be so hot. I want to be Zac Efron hot that I just dissolve panties. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So they're on the boat. They're totally like, oh, like getting texts from like their significant others going. And of course, in this modern day, the, the significant others have to be dicks. The dicks. They're not like nice people. They're not like, oh, we're just not the right fit, but they're still really cool and great and like successful. No, like the other significant others, unless in this modern day and age, the only way we're going to have them relate to like being affairs and being cool with the affairs is that the, the significant others have to be total douchebags. Like, the girl is, like, a prima donna that he's, like, dealing with. Like, she's totally, like, into her dog more than him and blah, 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 and just wants him to be, like, a trophy. She doesn't care that, like, he's on, like, success. He doesn't have any success in art and all that bullshit because she just wants, you know, a six-pack and him holding a six-pack as well. (laughs) But then, of course, like, you know, the guy that she's hooking up with, you know, waiting for her at the docks as we speak is some guy that's yeah totally needy too super needy totally like successful like some tech mogul or whatever but is totally like you know retired at 31 and now all he's like you know doing is just feeding on this like pop star and just totally going like you must need to be you need to be my queen you need to be like i need to be at your beck and call i don't even know why you're on this fucking boat without me this last eight days have been hell without you blah 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 you know super needy because that's of course not what girls want they want the super success but then also like you know you could take or leave me like i don't need you i don't need you around like i kind of like you here i kind of like to put my dick in you but uh other than that eh. and they say they don't want that but in the movies they want that oh yeah they want that Uh, 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 uh. okay so they're super pissed off at one another obviously the romance is completely over and they hook up and of course it's not like the same you might have that same scene where they kiss and you don't see him kiss but then it cuts to a straight up full-on hardcore sex scene like 50 shades blacker type shit like we're talking like straight up bondage and all sorts of whips and chains 
all straight up in like the like you know little cabin supporters and they fucking actually use like the buoys and like their lifesavers and the things on the ship and they're like SM and it's all crazy you know they do all sorts of weird stuff and it's a good 20 minute scene <laughs> but of course okay after they've done like you know consummating and going like oh yeah let's get rid of our fucking loser uh significant others let's meet at the fucking world trade or let's let's er stop we're not even going to new york anymore we're going to dubai we're gonna meet at the like world's tallest building whatever that fucking building is <laughs> insert name later and what we're gonna do is we're gonna have them like meet yeah on the fucking like roller coaster in dubai and if uh, they both love each other they're gonna skydive you know off the top <laughs> they're meeting in like those you know flying raccoon outfits that's what they're gonna do at the end because they've always dreamed of uh being both like you know adventure thrill seeking you know adrenaline junkies that's their like hidden passion that they like share on the boat like what you want to like risk your life doing something stupid so do i (laughs) and so obviously once they get off the boat they fucking break up with their like wet blankets and of course like the bitch like here oh here's a cool movie twist how about like those two get together somehow you know the super needy guy actually meets the super fucking cunt who holds the dog like higher than like boyfriends and they fucking actually just like click you know of course that's a movie trope so those two guys get together and then of course uh zach efron is about to like jump off with his fucking skydiving suit on and everything and totally is like where the hell is her where is fucking jessica simpson (laughs) and then of course she has to get into a horrible accident what 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 kind of accident i don't know how about uh it's like an some sort of uh oh she oh here we go it's like a a, an it's also going on during a formula one like indie racetrack and like grand prix type thing where like there's a race and she gets hit by yeah like a whole collision of like you know indie race cars then of course you know wham bam she only like breaks her legs she's still fucking hot she's still got titties for days she still looks like a fucking bang up like you know after photo of uh the pantene pro v commercials she looks banging still except she's still mangled from the waist down she's still got her vag intact but you know her her legs are, are splitsville she looks like you know in fact like what's his face uh oscar uh Pastroika or something like that uh, the guy that killed his uh, girlfriend you know she has the metal blades on her feet now but of course she doesn't care she's too prideful to tell like fucking zach efron that though so she just wallows and just sits around and does nothing even though she could still stand and she could still like kick major ass i mean totally if she watches kingsman she could totally be that asian chick she could totally like fucking kick ass with those metal legs anyway she <laughs> but zach efron he jumps off the building anyway and then totally like you know almost kills himself but he doesn't care and then ends up like you know talking to what oh some like a manager of hers or something so she just goes what why are you talking to me no, the manager, like, you know, runs into him at Dubai and stuff and goes like, oh, you're looking for the pop star that you were banging earlier on the boat? Oh, she got in a fucking car accident or a fucking, uh, yeah, Formula One race car accident. <laughs> she can't get it to you, bro. And then he's like, oh, damn. And then he feels like an ass. So he runs back to her 
finds that he like you know fucked up was like ah super sad that you like almost got killed but i'm glad to see that your rack's still intact and you look fucking banging from like the waist up and you still have your vagin tack i'm glad that's all good but sucks that you have the legs sucks that you have the blades bro (laughs) and he calls her bro (laughs) but that's her nickname you know they 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 have pet nicknames you know he calls her bro and she calls him you know uh babe bay my my poop 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 babe pookie bay i don't know <laughs> and then okay so they get back together it's all like dandy and then yeah it's like man what a movie what a better movie what a better type of movie i mean yeah fair to remember still has a cool plot line but man it is dated and why not try to like reboot it because we reboot everything why not get zach efron and jessica simpson involved and have them like have a 20 minute fucking hardcore love scene i'm talking full-on spread eagles and like i want like maybe even like the captain to get involved and there's like a cuck situation and all sorts of different things (laughs) oh man why doesn't somebody give me a chance to write a movie, huh? I don't know. But hey, speaking of movies, guys, I'm going to be hosting my own movie awards slash podcast awards slash who knows, only me, but it's going to be great and it's going to be next episode. So guys, if you have uh, want to vote for favorite show or favorite uh bits that you had in mind or favorite guests or you know if you had a a, a made-up movie that you really enjoyed that you want to send my way i will definitely put it into consideration but i usually have i kind of have my uh my winners already picked but man it's gonna be a great episode it's gonna be cool so definitely check it out next week but before we get any further let's do some business everybody thank you once again for tuning in to this week's episode of this comics live the valentine's day episode oh yeah man wouldn't it be great to get the uh, fair to remember to reboot uh itself or uh you know just let's just watch it and ridicule it and think of it as like wow back in the 50s people were weird anyway guys uh, thanks again. Definitely tell a million friends. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Comics Life, or go to Twitter and follow me at The D Stories, or you can email me at This Comics Life Pod at gmail.com. And also, just rate and review. Don't go out. Don't go to see anybody. Don't try to make physical contact with anybody that you know. Uh, just lose all your friends, but just review my show. That's all you need to do. You don't need to tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. I want to keep it underground except in review form. (laughs) I want to be mainstream in reviews, but underground in actual views. (laughs) I want everybody to know about it, but nobody to listen. That's what I want. Yep. Actually, no. I want everybody to listen, and I want everybody to love it. All right, guys, but 
Uh, it's going to be great. Tune in next week. The Nude Goldman Awards. That's what it's called. The Nude Goldman Awards. Hosted by me, Daryl Williams. Next week. All right, guys. Stay tuned for a whole lot more. And it's going to be all oh, man. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Go have sex with anything that you can. As long as it's consensual. All right. Have a good one. Peace out. <laughs>